everyone. This is Stan Indicott, and I want to welcome you to a very special edition of the Slingshot Group Podcast. I'm inviting you to listen in on these conversations as we unpack and explore each of the competencies to help you improv your leadership. So let's join my co-author and friend David Miller for today's episode. Hey, thanks for joining us on this mini season of the Slingshot Group podcast. Uh, This is where we talk all things improv leadership in anticipation for the book release happening on June 9th through Zondervan. Gosh, that's crazy to to say. This project's been in the works for so long. Just think of it coming out is is really cool. Um, Hey, each episode, uh, we are going to be talking with a leader through the the different competencies of improv leadership and really discover a bit of how it affected their leadership. Uh, For our final episode today, I am talking with Hannah Ellenwood from the Rooted Network, and we're talking about the competency of going north. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's so good. Hey, before we go too much deeper, um, I don't want to assume everyone knows. I feel like a lot of people know what Rooted is, but but give us a bit of an overview. What is the Rooted Network? What should people know about the kind of work you guys do? Yeah. So Rooted is a 10-week small group experience designed to connect people to God, the church, and their purpose. Uh, it actually started in a church in Kenya, and Mariners was looking for a way to make a clearer discipleship pathway and started using Rooted as kind of the mm. beginning of that pathway. And we saw so much life change um, just at Mariner's Church. Other churches started catching on to it. And now we're training, uh, I think it's over 800 churches um, to launch Rooted in in their churches. That's amazing. amazing. And and what do you do with Rooted? So I'm the communications director. I work to kind of help develop our trainings, develop curriculum, and get people set up with the resources they need to to launch uh, successfully. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, I've had a chance to experience some of Rooted, and, and if you don't know about it, you're, you're going to want to. But um, let's, let, let's, let's dive a little bit into this conversation. Hannah, we're talking about going north. So going north is using indirect influence to redirect a person's thinking or perspective. I mean, this one, we talk about it around our offices. This one's a little more of the art form of coaching yeah. and, and leading somebody through it. And I, and I know you, you've actually interacted with improv leadership in a, in a few different ways. You mm-hmm. were a part of the filming of our online masterclass. So thanks yeah. for being a part of that. Um, and then uh, Stan Indicott and I, co-author and developer of this competency or of this whole training, uh, we came in and walked the whole Rooted team uh, through this. For We came back a few different times and, and really did that. And so I'm curious for you, Hannah, how has this concept of going north uh, really impacted the way you lead? Yeah, it has been really awesome. I actually even met several times with Stan as I've been kind of like easing into my role um, in the Rooted Network, wanting to learn how I can take hold of it. And he went north on me so many times in our conversation. He's very artful with it, Um, but always explained it. So I was learning, getting to watch and learn, um, then seeing it applied in our our, um, improv leadership courses with with our team. I've just been... um, I feel like it's totally changed the course of how we do things uh, in the Rooted Network, how we train uh, pastors. Our trainings have changed because of it. Uh, the way we design experiences in Rooted has changed. Um, and really, it's the the back end of it, like how we're thinking about it has changed. So yeah. 
uh, it's been awesome. That's awesome. Talk, talk a little bit about those trainings and, and give us some context and then, and then what exactly you're doing um, through the Going North Lens. Yeah. So we are in-person live trainings or we call them launch intensives. We're trying to get churches from piloting around a rooted to launching them to their whole church. Mm-hmm. So we do a two-day intensive where we kind of get everybody in a room from all over the country and go through the different elements of Rooted, the different experiences that we design, why, the, you know, we cast a vision, um, think about why we do things the way we do them. Before we would sit in the room and just have someone kind of teaching a session, we'd have slides up on the deck and, um, and it was, I would say pretty dry. I think we, we started thinking, gosh, we talk so much about how uh, important experiences are in Rooted. We have design specific risk experiences for groups to go to together because it really cements them as a community and cements what they're learning um, in a really practical way. And we thought uh, we need to be modeling this in our trainings. If we're asking people to do this, it would be awesome if we could show them how in an indirect way. So um, going North is exactly that. We started, uh, I have a story session that I teach on marketing and uh, instead of just talking about marketing, we brought in a, video of someone sharing their rooted story and then ask people to start breaking apart what makes that story so powerful. Mm. So they were seeing it, registering it. And then they know when I share how to go, how to go tell and capture these kinds of stories. Uh, They have a real example of what to do with it. Um, But they broke it down first and kind of got into it first. I think another thing was um, we realized that, you know, sitting in one room uh, all day, Usually in a church, it doesn't have windows. It's pretty like sure. blocked in, um, can get really tiring and you need to get up and move around. So we would change the setting, get them into a different room, get them outside to do a design sprint and use their brains in a completely different way to start thinking about how to design a kickoff night that would fit their unique context in their church. But it really took getting them into a different space um, that speaks to them in a different way uh, to help move that process along. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and, and so for some of the people listening, they, they haven't, um, you know, read the book or maybe they haven't been through the training yet. And so what you're hearing uh, Hannah talk about are, you know, we've, we've identified these five fundamentals of going north, we call it. And, and really, again, it's that indirect influence. It's, it's when there are barriers or boundaries in the way for, you know, for you as a leader, it is your job to get around that wall that someone put up, whether, again, intentionally or, or unintentionally. And so even as I hear you talking about that, you know, you, 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 you use one of them, which is, um, which is teaching using story. Mm-hmm. And the idea of learning someone's story and how Rooted has impacted their community and then letting that be kind of unpacked rather than just saying, hey, here's a, a three-point way for you to make sure it impacts your community. That story does the majority of the work for you. And, and, and people learn in stories. People yeah. learn. Um, they don't want to sit and take, and take notes in, on a bullet point. That's why uh, in, in all of our, you know, when you hear an author or a speaker or somebody, we, we really use stories so well. We, we talked about that a little bit uh, in our last interview or one mm-hmm. of our last interviews. But um, so I love that. And then I and then I love that that you you disrupt the setting. Yeah. Um, again, get them out of that room. And 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 here's what's happening. So often in leadership, we we find something that works, and then we just play that same note over and over and over again. This difficult conversation. I have it sitting at this part of my you know at this you know part of my office, and this is the direction I face. Or I remember even I was talking to um, a youth pastor a few years ago, and and he was just in this rut. 
Um, and I asked him about his, his experience, like, like when he walks in on a Sunday morning to his church mm-hmm. and, and we found out he walks through the same door, he talks to the same greeter, mm-hmm. he stands in the same place by the sound booth so he can watch the, you know, the service and, and, and where it's going. He walks on stage from the same angle. I mean, everything is just, we're creatures of habit, sits in the same place in, uh, in the auditorium. And it's so easy to fall into those ruts but people become um, numb yeah. to those things. Yeah. And so when someone comes to one of your trainings and they have, they, they almost, they're walking in with an expectation of what a training is going to be like. And when you can disrupt the setting, when you can go north on them, you will get that you know, layer or two deeper to really get into the heart of who they are so that that training you know, roots in them. And yeah. I, think that's, I think that's amazing. And so it's, so, so far, you know, it sounds like um, this competency in particular has really affected your training model, which I love, which, you know, I think yep. is, is, is really cool to note. Talk for a minute about how it has impacted your personal leadership um, with the way that you, you know, the, the, the position that you have on your team, mm-hmm. the way that you lead uh, within that context. Talk a little bit about that for a minute. Yeah. So my team is pretty small. We're a ministry within Mariner's Church. I don't, lead a group of people. I don't have any direct reports, but I do. uh, My work does influence the whole team and I need to be able to uh, collaborate with each person on our team to make sure that the way we're communicating with the pastors in our network is true, that it's effective, that it, um, that it actually leads them um, somewhere. (laughs) So um, I'm finding that the two places that I, I need to practice the most influence, if you can put it that way, is with my colleagues, with my peers that I don't actually have any authority over, I have influence with, um, and then leading up. So I I hold a lot of information that um, the people I report to and the people they report to um, need to know in order to make decisions, um, but may not always have access to. And so I need to learn how to package that information in a way that they can receive and help make decisions with, and that moves decisions along in a way that uh, moves things forward at a faster pace. You sure. know? Yep. So um, one of the things we did after, it was actually after our um, improv leadership session with you guys, we ended up, uh, I asked my boss if we could run a book club for our team because I mm. felt like there were some, um, there were some things that we needed to start thinking through, even with the launch intensives. Like we need to be better at creating experiences if we're saying that experiences are where people experience transformation. So uh, we read Power Moments by Chip and Dan Heath and um, had a weekly conversation about it. What are you learning? What what did you see was powerful about what what you read in this chapter? How could this apply to what what we're doing? And then at the end of that that book club, we did a design sprint where we designed peak moments for both our rooted celebration and for our launch intensive and mm-hmm. saw that the creativity that people contributed and the way that we collaborated was completely different because we had that shared experience of going through a book club. We were learning through story and disrupted the setting a little bit by yeah. doing the, the design sprint in a different space that was more creative. Uh, the byproduct I would say of doing that um, helped you guys to have kind of more cohesion and, and move forward oh, yeah. in, in a different way than you would have. Oh yeah. I think it cemented relationship too, which was Mm. really cool uh, because it was a space where people could openly share their opinions without it impacting their 
role specifically. You know what I mean? So there was, there, it was just kind of like any idea goes, bring all your creativity to the table. We're not shutting anything down when you say it. It's all just fostering more creativity, more ideas. And those are really good. I love that. I love that. And, and, and I also like, Hannah, that you you point out, and I think this just describes so many leaders, just because you don't have people that are reporting to you doesn't mean you're not a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership is about influence, right? There's yep. the old context or the old um, adage that people would say, you know, you're a leader because you look behind you and there are people following. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of people who have the title of leader or boss. And then when they look behind them, th- their team's really not following them. And in fact, I think that leadership that is not, um, clear where where it's like they people have to follow you uh, is is actually harder and so this idea of of having influence and leading people that are horizontal in your organization and then being able to lead up almost needs the creativity of going north more than some others might uh, you know i mean where again where where i have to listen to you because you're my boss mm-hmm. there is a lot more art in the relational equity of leading when you're not the boss and yeah. that's a really that's a really cool point as as you think I hadn't thought of it quite in those terms but I love thinking about it that way that that's really really cool. Yeah, I think I think one of the things I took away I felt like at the beginning I was going through this thinking I don't know how any of this applies to me <laughs> because mm. I don't have I don't have a direct explicit coaching relationship in my work or I don't have uh, direct reports at this time. Um, but I found that just being really as cheesy as it sounds, just being human on a team, you can use all of these things. (laughs) And the other, the second thing I kept thinking is, gosh, how do you make, um, going North could so easily slip into manipulation, right? Or you could, you could view it that way. And I've, I've found that just recognizing myself as a contributor to a team and recognizing each other person on my team as a valuable um, equal contributor, this becomes a tool that we use to bring the best out of each of us. Mm. And that has been, I think that is what made each of those experiences of the book club of redesigning our launch intensive, the design sprint about peak experiences. Um, it just made it so much more valuable and so much better. I love that. And and again, even, man, what a, what a powerful point that, so often leadership. And then again, in our context, coaching, like thinking of your leadership through the lens and the eyes of a coach, it can feel uh, manipulative. But but the reality is so much of leadership is helping people to move forward, sometimes despite themselves. It's only, yeah. you know, manipulative if you're using it for your your own gain in such a way that is that is detrimental or negative to them. Right. But there are times, you know, we do this with our kids. We do this, uh, you know, with, you know, I know teachers that do this with their students. We do this in our work environments where we're simply wanting to, um, to move someone forward. And sometimes it's moving them forward despite themselves. Um, Sometimes it's moving them forward, but always for their benefit. Yes. Never just for the benefit of the organization. I think that's an important point. Always for the benefit of that individual as well as the organization as we move forward. We're not trying to harm anyone yeah. with that manipulation. We're trying to help them see a better way forward. And I think this this really does that. And so um, just to give a quick overview for everyone listening, that the, the five fundamentals of going north, you've heard them talked about throughout this, but just kind of to put a bow on it, uh, reveal common ground is number one. Number two is surprise with a gift. Three, disrupt the setting. 
Uh, four, teach using story. And five, create a shared experience. And as you look at each of those, you can see different ways. And we talk about different stories in the book about how each one of those fundamentals can be used, can be mastered, can be understood, and, and really um, implemented in your leadership, whether you're the boss or you simply have influence on your team. Um, Hannah, thank you for adding to this conversation. Real, real fast before we close out, um, where can people find out more about you, more about Rooted Network? Where should we be sending people for that? Yeah, you can find out more about Rooted Network at experiencerooted.com. And uh, I will be there to receive <laughs> emails or questions <laughs> you have along with our awesome team. So, so good. Yeah. Definitely check out the Rooted Network. And thank you for listening to this mini-series on improv leadership, where we got a chance to talk with some incredible leaders uh, about each of the five competencies that you'll find uh, in our training and in our book. Hey, the book comes out on June 9th in stores everywhere. We could not be more excited. You can get more information on this book at improvleadershipbook.com. There you can pre-order, you can uh, you know, really learn a little bit, even download a sample chapter. And hey, if you found this podcast helpful, let me encourage you, rate it. That helps people to find it. Or maybe you want to go a step further uh, and you want to take one or two of these episodes and send it to a friend that you think that it would benefit their leadership and you want to introduce them to these competencies. Okay, right after this, in just a few days, we are going to get back into our regularly scheduled programming. We're diving back in to season three, where we have some incredible guests talking about some of the most important topics that are out there. The first one that we're going to look at um, in, a, in a week or so here is we're going to look at next-gen ministry and how important that is to the life of our church. We have a great interview on it. Uh, Vance and Keith will be back. We're going to have an amazing discussion. Can't wait to dive back into that with you. My name is David Miller. This has been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to get a copy of Improv Leadership that our friends at Zondervan are releasing very soon. You can catch up on other episodes of the Slingshot Group podcast where every week we tackle the leadership topics that everyone is thinking about but that no one is talking about.